CRISPR Roots 5. Today, BJ the Chicago Kid and Lizzie No. All right. Um, BJ the Chicago Kid. So, I mean, let's try to talk a little bit more about what Roots music is and also, like, what would make it good? If X is root music, Roots music, how do we recognize whether it's good Roots music? Um, not that you can't just do that on your own, of course. But let's talk a little bit of how one might do this or some of the aspects. All right, so I, you know, I try to take two albums each week, uh, juxtapose them. I'm not, I'm not saying I'll try to figure them all into the same essay every time. Or, you know, compare them along some dimension. I might just take two that I like and just go this one, now this one. Uh, but now, uh, let's, again, as in last time, uh, maybe we'll think of these as opposites in a little bit, uh, in, in some ways. They certainly sound very different. Okay. Uh, now, here's two ways that a Roots album, let's say, could succeed. One is it beautifully reproduces and revives some style of music that one might think of as past. All right. So like a really good, solid blues record. You know what I'm saying? Like you go like, oh, yes. You know, uh, it's great that someone can do that vividly again. You know, and the danger there is that you admire what you're uh, talking about so much or, you know, that you, what you're imitating so much that you um, that you produce a stilted simulation. There's lots of roots music like that. There's lots of country music like that, actually. You know, uh, you can tell by the covers a lot of times, um, as I've said before a little bit. Uh, you know, like it's a reproduction of a 63 cover, you know, well, it's supposed to sound like 63 too. And so it's an imitation of the production. All right. The songwriting, maybe even pretty good, but it's kind of pseudo in some way. So if you are going to revive a historical style, then you better give it some fresh, you better inhabit it as though it's alive. Because this is one thing about music, man. It's about one thing about popular music, is that it just doesn't develop from one phase to the next. Although it does that, you know, in various ways or you know, various phases simultaneously or whatever. Okay, but it leaves behind permanent possibilities that can still be inhabited. You know, like uh, who's that guy? Justin Golden or somebody like this. That, that people are trying to play like Robert Johnson or whatever. That's still a possibility, man. You still got a guitar. You still got a voice. You still got a bottleneck or whatever. You can try to do that. At least, you know, Bill Monroe left behind a permanent possibility. Right? And that can, and, and the genres that those people establish can also continue to develop if you can inhabit them historically as well. Right? So the difference between a simulation and a I mean, obviously, like this is something we could debate with regard to any particular record. Is it a mere simulation, or does it revivify, re-inhabit, re, um, re revive a historical style? Uh, so that's one way this can succeed, and I'm saying that's the way BJ, the Chicago kid, succeeds. 
And another way to succeed is to produce a new synthesis. To maybe to take up various roots elements, various roots genres, and this is really happening now a lot, and put them in juxtaposition, juxtaposition to each other. Right? Or maybe take a bunch of hero artists and just sort of in, and, and make a new synthesis of them. And again, this has something that you need to inhabit totally as yourself. And maybe that's Lizzie Knows' approach. And I want to say, like, she does it really, really well, too. I mean, the whole thing of CRISPR Roots is to say two good albums. As you, if you, you may know me, if you may know if you read me or whatever. I big in my hatreds, and I will really rag some shit, too. Uh, but that's not the pur- our purpose here. All right, BJ the Chicago Kid. I wrote an article, and I'll link it uh, in some fashion here, um, about delightful funk of the interregnum. I wrote it for Splice today. Uh, and the interregnum, I meant, was 80 to 83 or 4, maybe? 81 to 85? Something like this. In which the, I feel like in black pop, there was no dominant single style so disco was definitely over the 70s funk of people like ohio players parliament p-funk you know that was it it lost some of its oomph it didn't have the currency it had in 77 right hip-hop was happening right but not quite yet as a world world or nat National pop phenomenon. Okay, I think 83 is the year maybe that Run DMC's first record came out and stuff like that, you know. Uh, So there wasn't like a dominant style, but there was a shitload of great music. I I mean, mostly called funk, uh, you know, like Midnight Star, Gap Band, uh, the Daz Band. I have a nice playlist of that kind of stuff, I think. M2 May, how about that? People have been sampling this stuff ever since. It was kind of a slower funk, more melodic a little bit than some of the uh, 70s stuff. All right, well, that's the style. Is this a Roots album? Okay, how long has it been since 83? Well, it's been 40 years. Now, you know, 40 years back from 83 takes you to 43. And if you were doing stuff in the style of 43 in 83, you were definitely a Roots artist. I don't know, you know, more or less, okay? We're about as far from that, from the Gap Band, the golden era of the Gap Band, as the Gap Band was from, or as as the Rolling Stones were from Robert Johnson. Let's try that, something like that. So I don't know what Roots is, but I'm counting this because I'm looking for something to talk about, for one thing. All right, so this, the, the, the great thing about the delightful root, delightful, funk of the interregnum was that it was delightful. It was fun. BJ is a wonderful, the Chicago kid, is a wonderful R&B singer, okay, in that style of that era. And probably in other styles too, but that's what he's doing here at least. And gravy. Well titled. Um, Okay, and uh, I gotta say this album, it's the whole thing could have come from 82. Really, and it's, it just sounds so fresh and good. I'm not sure how the production happened along these lines. The singing is 
spot on. You know, I, I didn't, okay, there's no vocal effects, although there could have been some in 82 because Zap was doing that. You know, Roger Troutman was active. Uh, there's no vocal effects, and I hate vocal effects. I turn that shit off so fast. But I love an R&B singer, right? Uh, so anyway, back to some delightful 80s funk and with the freshest, fresh as a daisy sound, too. Um, you know, in some ways, distance helps because you can see what was great. You know what you love about that music when you put it on now. What's lasted about it, and then you can do it. So, but can Roots have electronic drug tracks? Well, I mean, yeah, a tribute to the music of 40 years ago can. Now, okay. So let's try this one, just uh, one of the more happy party tracks. Um, Honey, featuring Chloe. I mean, right? That's like the spirit of that is like the spirit of Juicy Fruit or something, you know? Just a happy sex song, you know? And sounds just like 81. I, you know, you might say it's a more innocent time. It's a pre-AIDS time. It's pre-crack. People are starting to smoke cocaine in there, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, the 80s aren't an innocent time. No, I was there, man. But it produced some pretty innocent-sounding music that can really be delightfully refreshing at this point. And I'm just shocked that someone could do it that well now. Right? Um, here's a nice song called Get Loose. Good name for an album, circa 82. Uh, also, this is helping me deal with my history of jealousy. That's the album cover.
DJ the Chicago Kid. Let her show her truth now. Apologizing to Marion Winnick. All right. Uh, that's pretty delightful, ain't it? Uh, he's, you know, I don't know. He, he doesn't seem that big, I guess. Uh, not as big as I think he should be, I suppose. But, I mean, he's collaborated with a bunch of people. Like, you know, plenty of hip-hop artists would want that singer uh, featured, I think. And that's what he's doing. Maybe even Kanye. Um, all right. Um, here's a beautiful song that he ends with. And it is makes explicit the throwback nostalgic feel that makes me, for one thing, want to call this a Roots album. Uh, this is called We'll Be Alright. And I just think it's a beautiful song. It reminds me of a little bit of, you know, Sam Cooke or something like that. Song sound like something my grandma would have loved or loved to sing. God rest her soul. <laughs> Probably even helped me and Charlie write it for real, for real. Simple song. Beautiful message for anybody that really that needs to hear it. Listen. It's a lovely guitar, actually. I hate to cut off that solo, but... Um, all right. PJ the Chicago Kid. Gravy. It is gravy. Uh, let's talk a little bit about... Uh, here's my new kitty. Here's my sick new kitty. Oh, his name is Orion. Or Oreo. One bad eye. But a perfect tux. I don't know. That wasn't the most dignified pose that Orion ever um, put out. All right. Lizzie No. I hadn't heard of Lizzie No. Uh, straight out of Brooklyn, I guess. Um, the album is called Havesies, which I think is really a good title, too. Havesies. Um, now, I think there's all kinds of roots elements running through this. She plays the harp, I guess, uh, and other stuff. Multi-instrumentalist. Um, she has a kind of flat, um, straightforward 
talky style of singing, although she does other stuff too, and she can be quite a beautiful singer, um, <coughs> that is, feels very now. Uh, I mean, I mean, I guess this feels now to me. It feels like Aubrey Plaza would sing if she, would, if she did. I mean, she probably does. Or it reminds me of the uh, women from Boy Genius. All right. It sounds like maybe a little bit of Phoebe Bridgers and stuff like this. Um, but uh, uh, so it has, and, and in that sense, it's, uh, it's quite um, uh, contemporary. I mean, just the style of vocals, I think. And then the eclectic mix of historical materials and styles and stuff. And the very meaningful lyric content and stuff. Anyway, I just think Halfsies by Lizzie No is rocking. There's a lot of breakup songs on this. And this is one thing, uh, that's one thing that makes this, puts this in relation to classic country. Now, I mean, one thing I would say to the contemporary girl pop people, you know, or whatever, is like, how about a little more acoustic instrumentation and stuff like this? Uh, a little more hand drumming or something. You know what I'm saying? Um, back off the synth synthesis a little bit. And that's one contribution that maybe this n one style of neo roots like this can uh, accomplish. Anyway, this is one of my favorite little albums I just found over the last couple of days. Um, I've been listening to it quite a bit. So here's a couple of breakup songs. Uh, or at least sections. This one's called Sleeping in the Next Room. I mean, the lyric, the title, it's all could be classic country, right? It could be friggin' Tammy Wynette, but that doesn't, isn't what she sounds like. You're sleeping in the next room. The moon's a hollow shell. No one here to talk to. I'm talking to myself And I'm afraid to tell you I'm not who I was You're sleeping in the next room I'm falling out of love I'm falling out of love That's the harp Actually, the lyric content is a little unusual, too. When was the last time you heard someone sing about falling out of love? I guess there are some songs like that, of course. Uh, I'll love you no more. Um, usually it's someone else saying that to you in your breakup song, though. 
She said she don't love me no more. Um, all right. Uh, let's try this one. A similar theme. Beautiful song, too, I think. I'm done. Baby, I'm done. We had a little history. We had a lot of fun. It's hard to push a tire swing when you're sitting on one. Brooklyn, are we sure she didn't go to Bard? Now I hear she's driving through the Catskills. Good bridges. I think she could be a really beautiful uh, country singer, too, uh, if she develops in that direction. Um, all right, but and one more little slice here. This is the last song. Again, I emphasized the last one on with BJ's album, but uh, Babylon. Uh, and I think that the title and the style, the whole thing kind of summarizes this idea of many elements coming together into quite a fresh new uh, sound. Uh, I mean, Babylon suggests immediately, you know, reggae uh, treat political treatments, but uh, that's just one stylistic element that's in here. Oh, I sat down by the river beside the one I love. We hang harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. Oh, in the midst thereof. We wept when we remembered the place where we came from. Our voices could not rise from singing down in Babylon. Oh, down in Babylon. I find that very intriguing and very promising.
All right, is it bluegrass? Is it, is it Marley? I don't know, but it's definitely worth exploring. Things are happening. All right, so that's uh, BJ the Chicago Kid, Gravy. And Lizzie, no, N-O, no, halvesies.